Is that what I'm saying? Rough trade radio. 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 Welcome to a very special edition of the Rough Trade podcast, the one you've all been waiting for. Yep, it's the Albums of the Year special. It's our bumper mega edition. Um, I think we're in for the long haul here, so do make sure you're sitting comfortably. Um, Nigel and I are here to chat through 2018's top 10 and also play a load of great songs. Um, We're also this year going to hear from a few of the artists featured because I ran around like a mad lady this past month trying to catch up with as many people as possible in and amongst busy tour schedules etc so you'll hear who I managed to pin down as we go through but thank you so much to them and and to all the artists who feature here actually because mainly just for producing such brilliant records exactly and not just the ones in the top 10 but everybody who we've sold records for this year and who's done installs for us and uh, have done special versions for us I mean I think it's been a fantastic year actually this year it's been amazing I mean every year I mean I suppose my glass is always half full and I always think every year is a great year but I do think this year has actually been a really great year yeah so many new emerging yeah exactly bands lots of kind of different sounds yeah. it's been really exciting mm. um Nigel, just want to ask you before we start yep. for anyone who maybe is new to rough trade on our albums of the year what is our albums of the year and kind of how we choose them <laughs> but just, we choose well we choose um 100 albums um over the year that we just think are great albums the top 10 i suppose are the ones that we really love and you know they're just bands that's often not things that you might expect us to choose it's just kind of things that we think next year or the year after are going to become bigger mainstream acts i suppose uh, just things that we just love i yeah. mean that's really yeah, actually when it comes down to it yeah that's what we do we just choose yeah. records we love i mean last year we had ryan adams at number three we and did. you know we love ryan adams and he him. just happened <laughs> to do a great album usually it is sort of not, it is often debut albums or second albums um in fact, this year, I think there's uh, mostly, apart from number 10, <laughs> there are uh, mostly debut albums. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's, yeah, it shows it's been a great year. It has. So, should we uh, kick yeah. off and, and start going through them? Yes, reverse order, we will. just to build up the tension. <laughs> um, so, number 10, we've got the OCs with Smoke Reverser. I mean, they are just amazing. Yeah. I mean, I know they put out a record a week, but... Uh, Every record is great. Yeah. I mean, they're just crazy. <laughs> I love them. I love the le- Castle Face, the label. Um, it's just brought guitar music back into fashion. I yeah. Think, really. Is it Chris at West who's a huge fan of oh, these? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> He's a huge fan. You know, uh, he plays it every day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I suppose one day we should have a uh, special, you know, OCs only or Castle Face only day. Oh, my God, we so should. Yes, exactly, yes. Like a West listening party. Yes, we'll and those going. nice those nice people at Castle Face and Forte have done, uh, they've dug up some amazing little specials for us. So we've got some, we've got, this is in-store only. Um, we've got some brown vinyl versions, some mm-hmm. purple smoke vinyl versions, as well as the clear vinyl version, which is generally available. But we've also got a 
dead medic 12 inch which was a mail order only thing and we've also got some flexies from uh that was if you subscribe to mojo um you got sent one of those so we've got all those to sell as well as the uh smoke reverser album which is just a wow, fantastic that's album. quite an offering yeah. there yeah no it is there's plenty of <laughs> yeah they never do things by halves no, no. so uh yeah no we're really pleased so yeah big thanks to them the track i've chosen is actually from the smoke reverser album is um overthrown which is you know i think maybe the fastest heaviest thing they've done i saw them end of the road two drummers i mean it was just like crazy <laughs> crazy loud. yeah no exactly they are so fantastic awesome let's put it on That was the OCs, and next up we've got Courtney Barnett and her second LP out on Marathon. Uh, this was brilliant. I loved it. Quite a change up from her first yes, record. Yeah, a lot heavier, a lot darker in places. Yeah, I felt know, like there was more angriness. Yeah, no. First time I heard it, I was disappointed, but um, it has grown on me so much. Mm. She's got such a great way, way with words. Um, and great songs and yeah. oh, it's fantastic as you know really second albums can be hard to do yeah they can particularly she did that one with Kurt Vile last Kurt Vile, year yeah. which was obviously brilliant so yeah. then to then follow up again with yeah. her own one 
yeah. really quite a feat. I saw her at All Points East, actually, and that was the moment for me when I was like, wow, she's really got it. Yes, exactly. Like, just there, her on stage. Yeah. Captivating. Really, really great. Yeah. Um, yeah, what to say? Red vinyl version? Yeah, I think we've still got some of those. And she's also lovely, Courtney. We love her um, here. She has signed some LPs and CDs for us. They won't last long, but uh, we've got some at the moment. So that's really great. Yeah. So the track I've chosen to reflect this kind of new Courtney Barnett reborn is uh, I'm Not Your Mother, I'm Not Your Bitch. This is great. <laughs> Let's put it on. <laughs> Courtney and uh, next up Mark Peters much yes, more ambient offering it is yeah he used to be in the engineers a kind of an indie-ish band the engineers and uh he's done he's worked with Ulrich Naus and he's on Sonic uh, Cathedral now and this is kind of a bit of a curveball I know but this is such a lovely album it's a bit like I suppose if you like talk talk or um Ulrich Naus obviously something like that you'll like this it's kind of electronic music not not totally ambient, but it's a, a lovely space to it. And the, I love the sleeve as well. The sleeve was um, like an OS map. Mm, yeah, it was, it was really yeah. beautiful. So beautiful this is really beautiful. Now, when the, al the album, when it came out originally, um, was... Uh, it came with a bonus CD for us. So the kind, the lovely people, Nat at Sonic, have put the bonus CD on a 12-inch for us, mm. which we got for sale, 300 only. Really lovely. So yeah. it's even more ambient inner land, and it is totally beautiful. Really lovely. The track I've chosen, actually, is Windy Arbor, um, which, you know, sums up the album. It's just a great mm. album, I think. This did fly off the shelves, didn't it, it did. when it came out? It was kind of it's quite a surprise, really. It's one yeah. of those that, you know, we put in the album club because we loved it. And sometimes it works and sometimes yeah. it doesn't. But this one really did catch people's imagination and it sold through really well, which hence it's, um, you know, number eight in the Position. chart. Yeah. Cool. Here we go.
Next up, and Goat Girl. So, Goat Girl are part of the South London Massive, I think we could call it. Yeah. Um, what to say about Goat Girl? A beautiful purple vinyl that they released with us earlier yes. this year. It was yep. an indie exclusive. They performed yep. in all of our stores, I think. Yeah. Um, even brought their goat along yes. to the Rough Trade stop, <laughs> yes. which is good. But I did feel sorry for the person inside it because it must have been absolutely <laughs> boiling. But yeah, um, I don't really know what else to say because I did sit down with them, actually. So we're about to hear from me and Goat Girl. So I don't really want to ruin anything that they're going to talk to us about. And they just won an award, didn't they? Best new band in Britain. Yes, they did. Them and... It was idols, idols. For, the, for Cure Uncut or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it it's was. It's great, you know, um, they're such a great band. And we've got this exclusive Udder Sounds six-track EP, which they've done for us, which is great. Four, four tracks re-recorded from the album and a couple of new tracks. I mean, I just think they're phenomenal. I saw them play in Oxford in this kind of this art gallery, and they're just so good. I think the singer, she's like a young Patti Smith. Mm. They look quite scary to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were lovely when I sat down and chatted to them. So, um, yeah, let's flip over Great. to me and Goat Girl. Rough Trade Radio. So, Goat Girl, welcome to the Rough Trade podcast and our Albums of the Year special. And obviously, massive congrats to you guys for having your debut album in our top 10 for 2018. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, it's an awesome record. Everyone at Rough Trade has been a huge, huge fan of it. Obviously, you played at Rough Trade East earlier this year, which was mm. awesome. And you brought even brought your goat along, which yeah. is pretty cool. Pretty was that the out. first? I think that was the first outing of the. It's the first showcase of, um, of the goat. Of, uh, yeah. Clarice <laughs> heads. Clarice and friends. Clarice and co. <laughs> um, now you guys are obviously part of. Uh, like super tight South London kind of vibe of bands, including maybe like Shame and Fat White Family. How do you think that developing your music in that kind of atmosphere with those compatriots has kind of helped shape your sound or given you kind of this avenue with which to really kind of dig down and explore who you want to be? Um, well, it's kind of more like Shame were quite a big part, but it was more bands like Bat Bike and like primordial warm suit doucher. like yeah warm douche and yeah. all those kind of um trash mouth record bands that um that we do gig gigs with like really early on okay and shame um so that really sort of shaped it and like gave us the platform to sort of just i don't know they just sort of would put us on and like support us which gave us a lot of yeah a lot of foundation for what yeah. it is now yeah did your fan base kind of originate maybe in South London then it's kind of expanded as you've gigged a lot and kind of gone further afield? I wouldn't even say, like, South London, I should say in the windmill. Okay. That is where, like, this scene is centred around the yeah. venue mainly and then it's kind of expanded from there. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, we just used to... We used to go there initially to see bands like Fat White Family and Bat Bike and people that we liked. And they were kind of, in a way, like where we wanted to be because we loved that venue mm -hmm. and because it was such like an open sort of community of people it didn't feel like um there was any like barriers to achieving what they were doing it seemed like very possible which yeah. i think was what yeah inspired us the most cool so like kind of like free expression almost yeah yeah and like just the fact that when people get off stage and they're not like round the back in their dressing room they're just in the pub yeah and you can just chat to them and they're like friendly people it's not yeah. like that thing if you go to like a massive gig at like 
I don't know, like Scala or something, and then it's like very separate the audience yeah. and the band. Yeah. Do you feel did, when you played at Rough Trade East, um, did you feel like it's a quite a similar environment? The playing a shop in store because obviously you just kind of come off stage and then you're in the shop and like meeting the fans and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we did like the signings after, and then we all went to the pub after yeah. and like loads of people came it was nice because yeah. that was the, actually that was the day that our album was released wasn't it yeah that was the big day yeah so we had loads of a nice Prosecco. way to celebrate <laughs> um, so your album is nine tracks at around 40 minutes I think which is quite an, un- an unusual format maybe 19 tracks 19 tracks oh god I've written nine here that's really silly 19 <laughs> which is even more unusual obviously um, and you recorded them to tape Mm. Um, so what made you decide to do that that many tracks and record to tape it was just like a catalogue of all the music that we basically had and I don't know it felt like all the songs sort of fed into one another quite well it was like from a time that we sort of made music and sort of I don't know in a way that kind of connected each song together and it kind of made sense to have that part of our time like as the first album and to sort of like get it out and to be able to like move on from that afterwards and so that kind of sound existed for that time but you know we like developed and furthered in the second album like I don't know. So do you think you'd record a tape again for your next record or is it kind of just within that first mm. album? Well I think it, that was with working with Dan Carey like that is sort of what he's really good at mm-hmm. um, and yeah we kind of well with yeah with the first album like I really liked the thing of sort of not not just like doing it over and over again and trying to get it perfect like with tape it's like you do it we didn't do like it more than three times and then after you've done that it's just like right well like that's it like and, and you'd know that there was one there that like felt right yeah um, so it's quite like a raw process I suppose yeah it was not like it was not very like clinical yeah awesome yeah I definitely think that like the atmosphere that's created in a room when you're recording in that way where where you're not like stressed out and you're not all tense about like making a mistake is a way better um what's the word method method (laughs) than like we done before yet yeah, it just yeah. Didn't work for us mm. so I'd, I'd be up doing it again awesome well it definitely comes through on the record I think um, so that's awesome and if you continue to do it then we'll know what to expect which is mm. great um, now 2018 has no doubt been probably pretty busy for you guys new album out you've done lots of touring um, how's it how's it been has there been like a standout moment has anything surprised you shocked you mm, I guess the like turnouts to our gigs I mean a lot of them the recent tour that we did was they were like mostly sold out which was like quite a sort of strange feeling for us because I think and I've been touring for quite a while but it's like always been sort of supports and yeah this was like one of the first sort of main headline tours I mean we did one before but like I don't know it was just felt really special as well that everyone was so engaged and sort of like mm. singing the lyrics back and I know that's always been quite a strange feeling to have when like I don't know, you kind of like are in a bubble thinking that no one really knows about you. Yeah, because um, I guess you put the record out and you're not, you obviously are aware that people are listening to it and you get feedback and stuff, but it must yeah. be mm. a few months after that you've had so much more exposure mm. that suddenly like the crowds have grown so much. Yeah, I think going to Japan as well was like, like really 
is something yeah I'd never really expected um and it's kind of weird there because yeah we've never played there before but they get like really fanatic and they were sort of <coughs> quite similar to the crowds that we've been having recently just like getting really into it like knowing all the words and just I'd say yeah. that they're probably like the most animated crowds that we've ever mm. had and we'd never played to them before oh really like we'd never played in Japan yeah so they were just like going for it really going for it <laughs> <laughs> which is really nice that's really cool Particularly because it's probably a place that seems so far removed from everything you've been doing mm. in London and all your gigs and stuff. Yeah, it's so but cool it's to go that there. It was such a like amazing place. I want to go back. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really think I'd have that much of a culture shock when we got there because I've like been outside of Europe before. But I think, I don't know, like Japan just kind of seems like its own little planet. Mm. Like it just feels really different like the etiquette and like the food and it's all amazing but yeah it took some getting used to it yeah and I suppose they're not just gonna when you go to mainland Europe you can usually get by with speaking a bit of English and a bit of whatever language or even like reading English but there's no English signing anywhere but like in other parts of Asia there is like English writing so you kind of yeah that was quite weird that was quite Mm. like alienating yeah in kind of a nice way yeah in a cool way yeah. Great. Um, so you've very excitedly created this exclusive release for us um, in conjunction with uh, your album being an album of the year. Um, so it's a six track EP and I think it's completely new music, which is really exciting. Um, so can you tell us like about the music that you've put on it, where it came from, how it formed, why you've chosen to give it to us? <laughs> um, well, it's not completely new. They're kind of like reimagined versions of songs that we already have okay yeah but that no one else has heard before yeah they were all <laughs> recorded in um in one day we did them at dan's studio again we just sort of we sort of practiced for them but we just got all the songs that we saw sort of thought that we could make completely different to like their originals so we've got like sort of a blue like a really like bluesy um like a slide guitar one and we've got like a sort of poppy like dancey one and a weird sort of medieval chant (laughs) one Um, and like some brainwashing vocals (laughs) nice that sounds super intriguing Um, (laughs) I think think everyone would be quite surprised yeah it's really funny it's funny, but it's good as well. Does it does it complement the <laughs> does it complement your album, or is it like completely? I think it does. Quite yeah. different. Yeah, I think it does. Excellent. It's kind of like the interlude bits. Sort of, done, it was sort of done the same sort of way, wasn't it? Yeah. So like embracing the improvised sort of nature that we have. Like yeah. when we're recording with Dan, and I don't know in the studio you have like so many sort of like resources to work with as well, and I think. We were quite relaxed about reimagining the songs because we knew that there were that would be like such a possible thing to yeah. ha- like happen in that kind of space, and um, yeah, it was kind of I don't know, sort of half joke, half kind of trying to make the songs like still quite fresh and interesting for us because mm. I guess we played them like quite a lot. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of nice to imagine them in like different contexts. Yeah. yeah, we wanted like each song to be sort of as different as yeah. possible to each other as well. All sort of live in a different sort of world. Yeah. But also, kind of, yeah. like, allows you to like have a new appreciation for a song. Like, yeah, 
I don't know, I guess like some of the songs like Lay Down we'd like, had for a, like, quite a long time, but then we completely turned it on its head and made it from this sort of ballad song into like this crazy techno yeah. thing. But then it kind of makes it like really exciting. You like want to listen to it again. And again yeah. Because you guys must listen, sorry, must live with these songs for so long, even obviously pre-album coming out. And then you've got to go out and tour them. And to us, it's obviously completely fresh. So to keep that kind of mm. freshness and yeah. it must be quite like hard at times. So yeah. that's really interesting that you've chosen to do that. It was, yeah, it was a really fun thing to do. Yeah, it was kind of just like <laughs> fun as well. Like we weren't, we weren't really that worried. Mm. I mean, we were. We wanted to make something good, and I think there is good stuff in there. But the main thing was just like the amount of laughter that went on in that day of recording. Just <laughs> <laughs> like that was really nice, and yeah. I think that's like important to not like worry too much about the outcome because people like people are gonna love it or hate it or not mind it. Like no matter what you put out, so yeah. you might as well enjoy the process yeah, of do doing it. For it you. Yeah, people are always yeah. gonna. I thought Rough Trade weren't going to like it. <laughs> but I think they love it. <laughs> and hopefully so will everyone else. Um, well, that kind of just leads me to say congratulations again and thank you so much for coming in and chatting. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, congratulations on a great 2018 and we're really excited to see what you guys do in 2019. Thanks for having us. That's okay. Um, before you go, can you just choose a track from your debut album to um, play us out? Just one just one <laughs> one um, that's like maybe one that is your favourite or has been particularly significant in this year since it came out um, what's one that kind of gets overlooked I like Lay Down I like Lay Down Lay Down <laughs> Lay Down <laughs> thank you very much thank you Oh
So that was a lovely goat girl. And next in, we have Daniel Bloomberg with Minus, which was our album of the month for May, yeah. I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, out on mute. Daniel is such an interesting person. And this is such an intriguing record, particularly the way he produces his music. Um, we're going to hear from him and I shortly too. And he was describing to me how through all his drawings, this music kind of appears. And he said that at one point he had this, I think it was in his recording studio, and he just had hundreds of images that he'd drawn all stuck all over the walls. And then that's his kind of create creation zone where all this music comes from. It's really quite amazing and quite different. And he obviously did the um, installation for us at Rough Trade yeah. NYC earlier this year too. Nigel, thoughts on... Oh, I, th- I love him. I think he's fantastic. And he's also, I mean, I can't believe this, he's um, he's let us have early or upfront an unreleased album that nobody else has had. So we've got wow. that on vinyl and there's a CD to go with the album as well. So I'm really so happy about that. I think he's so great. I really do think he's destined for greater things. Yeah, you know? yeah. I loved my chat with him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think he's really excited to have been able to do this exclusive yeah. for us too. Fantastic. So... Here's Daniel and me, yep. and he'll tell you more about it. Rough Trade Radio. Daniel Bloomberg, welcome to the Rough Trade podcast and our Albums of the Year special. Congratulations on Minus being one of our top 10 albums for 2018. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you for making such a beautiful record. Um, it's definitely one of the more unique albums that we've had this year. Um, what would you say the response has been since its release, do you think it's been quite different to a lot of your previous work as it surprised people in in many ways? Uh, I think um, with the the group of artists that I was working with, the violinist Billy Steiger, the double bassist Tom Wheatley and Jim White playing the drums, mm-hmm. um, and Uta Kangisa, the cellist, the, the musicians that I've been working with we, we've been working for a few years now just not releasing stuff or playing much outside um been playing quite regularly at cafe otto and then aside from that just sort of working and so it was quite you know you never know if it's the stuff you're making is gonna people are actually gonna respond to it or i've always tended to make stuff that I try to make stuff that I sort of yeah. am engaged with. So it's been actually quite great that people have, other people have enjoyed it as well. Just yeah, partly just so that we can keep making stuff, yeah. <laughs> making records and stuff. And um, but yeah, also it's meant that we could play live, more live shows, and that's been really interesting as well. Yeah, is that something that you haven't done for quite some time? Well, we were sort of. I sort of really live. I live quite close to Otto, and we we um, cafe, uh, we, we have a um, cafe. Otto built a project space in two thousand and thirteen that we've been using to sort of uh, work and develop stuff. So it was more around there, really. Um, I played with Neil Haggerty. I played in his band, The Howling Hex, a bit. That was the only time but yeah more recently we've been playing like in France and stuff yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) and if I'm right your first live performance of Minus was was it at Rough Trade East and we played when the record came out we played here um yeah 
because that was one of your first like to the world performances of Minus since the record had been out. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, we played at, I mean, we played at Otto, I think the month before that, okay. using the sort of the material of, yeah, yeah, Minus, yeah. Okay, but we, were, I guess we were, we were up there with one of the first, I suppose. <laughs> oh yeah, it was so good playing here. Yeah, we loved having you because, of course, Minus was our album of the month um, for May. And what I noticed was, so true to the nature of our club, um, club members receive the album in the post and it's this idea that, you know, you don't know what you're going to get and it's a a discovery method for listening to music. And I think that Minus was definitely one of the most discovered albums of this year, certainly from a rough trade side. Um, I think it took a lot of people by surprise. I know a couple of people who have been really drawn to it like over time. Um, like for me personally, it's one of those Chinese whispers records. I think that people very much recommend to others um, because it's just so different and unexpected. But I guess that plays into what I was saying earlier about how you felt that people had responded to the record and you know what your vision for it was when you were releasing it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not. I think it's as an art. I mean, it's 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 the ideal way to people to discover your work is sort of in in their own time and mm-hmm. stuff obviously if you have a a label and um and you've made something you had to pay for a studio and something you, you have to try and get it out in some some way but um it's normally as a li- as a listener or someone I, I always like to discover stuff through my own like you know recommendations from yep. friends and stuff so yeah it's kind of ideal um it's better than i don't know i'm a bit get put off if there's people saying like oh this is this is, you know like posters everywhere yeah stuff. yeah it's bit, if it's kind of but, like over yeah but then um yeah it's, it's, but it's also really cool that it's the one of the top oh. 10 albums in it is. Of all time. <laughs> all time. <laughs> or 2018. Um, which, speaking of, obviously, in addition to the fact that we've got Minus available, <laughs> you've also given us an incredible exclusive, which I think has never been before released. Never before been released, I should say. Um, do you think you could tell me a bit about what this record is and how it came about? Yes, um, it's... So the last few years when we were working privately and, you know, not releasing stuff, we still we were still recording and making um, records. If Some of them are sort of were just cut to tape. Or, mm-hmm. um, but this was a record I made a few years ago with Billy Steiger, who played violin on Minus, and Tom Wheatley, who played double bass on Minus, and then Kohei Matsuda, who play, he plays guitar in Boningen, who are... Uh, quite an uh, exciting uh, band um, based out of London. Um, but he played Monosynth on it. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, and we went to Psalm Studios, which is this amazing studio. And it was an amazing studio in Notting Hill. Okay. It, it closed down since quite soon after we recorded this. But it was, um, yeah, we'd, we we did a record there and it, we did it all live. There's a few overdubs, vocals and stuff. But... Um, yeah, it's it's just it's it's pretty it's really nice that it's coming out now because it was just on my iTunes for ages. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> and it was yeah, it was mixed by Marta Saloni, who's ama- amazing, um, and 
Yeah, it's like a new old album. A new. I like <laughs> it was that. made before before minus. Okay. So, yeah. And I haven't seen any of the the artwork yet, um, but you create your own artwork for your albums because um, yeah. I know you're obviously very heavily into art and drawing, um, which is obviously the reason why we actually displayed some of your work in Rough Trade NYC earlier this year. Um, do you think that your art kind of plays into your overall kind of output, as it were? Like, does everything kind of influence each other and it's part of a kind of full product? Yeah, I mean, it. Uh, I draw all the time, so naturally you start to relate. Um, I mean, live the the record that's coming with the mm-hmm. um i've i've been looking at the artwork this week because we're putting together the album art and stuff and okay cool i just thought it had to have drawings and work from the time that we made the record yeah and looking through those drawings again it's crazy how you get transported for me i get transported to when i made them and um yeah there's so many i mean actually when we made Live, I covered the whole studio with paper, like massive sheets of paper. Really? Uh, yeah, just... and basically all of that album notes um, were on these on on the on these big sheets of paper. Okay. So like track, uh, you know, we'd we'd play for like an hour and then um, have to choose bits that worked and um, but yeah, all the album notes were on in the studio. I, we haven't used that for the artwork, but uh, <laughs> I just remembered that. Oh, that's cool. Have you got, have you got pictures of it? That's exactly what I need to try and find this evening. It's what the guy at Mute was... We're trying to work out what photo... Find the, all the photos from yeah. that time. Oh, that'd be so great to see those. Yeah, have yeah. Those. You'll have to send them over if you if you dig them out. Um, you're actually drawing right now, even as I talk, so... Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did wonder... I don't know, have you ever thought about... Or have you ever written anything based on a drawing? Like, almost like creating the artwork before the music? Because I guess most of the time people create their album sleeves post composition yeah no it's not I, what I do is I normally I mean I did it with Minus as well mm-hmm. as I looked at the drawings and the work that I had done during the writing of Minus and then chosen stuff that was sort of in it like totally linked yeah because um, it's kind of an ongoing thing that they can feed I mean I started drawing because I was a I was a, in bands when I was a teenager and mm-hmm. I used to write the li- I, well, I'd write the lyrics and and while I was thinking, I'd sort of start doodling. Yeah. And and then slowly those d- drawings became more and more and the, the lyrics were less and less. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so then I started filling the notebooks with the drawings and there'd be a few words, but not... But yeah, sometimes you'll be working... I'll be working on some lyrics and there'll be a drawing staring at the words and it might push it in a certain direction. Yeah. Uh, but it's not normally as, um, it's normally a bit uh, su- more subtle than that. Okay. I think it's more, yeah. Nice. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, obviously, it's been a pleasure having you. We love the album. We're really, really excited about the the exclusive, of course. Um, I wondered just to, to play us out whether you could maybe pick a track from Minus that has particular significance to you or to this year. Um, yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> On the spot now. <laughs> yeah. No, they're all quite significant. I mean, it was my grandma's ninetieth birthday last week, oh. and I went and sung at her 
old age home. Oh, that's amazing. And um, that's where we recorded the we recorded a choir from her old age home for the last track on the record. Really? It used to be older, yeah. Wow. So there's all these voices and they're all, it's basically my grandma and um, all her friends at the home um, singing. Oh, wow. So, so maybe, maybe for my 90th. But actually also my friend Celia, who's, um, she 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 um, came to my gig last week and she also sung on Used to Be Older. She's 80, you know, late 80s. And, oh, wow. But she had to leave the concert after 20 minutes. Oh, so she she because she got a bit she got taken ill but um so I'll play that for both of them yes yeah. that's that sounds that's amazing and I'm excited to hear it great Daniel Bloomberg thank you so so much thank you. <laughs>
So next up, rolling blackouts with their stomper hope downs. This is hands down my favourite album of the year. Just going to put it out there. But everyone who's been listening to the Mastro yeah. podcast will know because I do not stop talking about <laughs> them or playing them. Um, Nigel, what's your thoughts on rolling blackouts? I love them. I went to see them in Oxford recently. I love that three-man front row. Yeah, and, uh, it's great. All doing different things. Um, oh, they're just so great. I mean, yeah. What's not to lie? I mean, they really are one of those bands that just keeps selling, selling, yeah. selling. Yeah, you know, totally infectious, yeah, I think. Exactly, yeah. And it maybe needs more than one listen, I think. Um, but yeah, I think they're great. We they've Those really nice people at Sub Pop have done us a, an exclusive new colour on the album, which is great. And they've also, even better, they've done us this uh, live at KXEP 12-inch as well. They have, which, which is, I'm very excited for. I'm yeah. determined to like snap one up before they all go. Yeah, which they will do very quickly, so don't hang around. I will not. Um, but yeah, I was really excited to go and hang out with them for an afternoon at um, Coco in Camden when they played the other week. I like ran over there and like found them up in the green room, and then we like sat in the like right at the top of Coco because it's yeah. so high, and like had a little chat. Um, but yeah, I just think they're brilliant, and their show was amazing. Yeah. Like, love them, love them, love them. But um, yeah, here's me and Running Blackouts Coastal Fever. Rough Trade Radio. Radio. So I'm here in Coco in Camden, where I've joined Rolling Blackouts Coastal Fever at their headline London show. And it's a pretty cold October afternoon. And the guys are sitting with me in this very ornate bar. And we're going to talk about albums of the year because Hope Downs is in our top 10 albums of the year for 2018. So hi, guys. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Rough Trade podcast. Thank, Thank you. you. And congratulations, as I just said, on being one of our albums of the year for 2018. Is that, how does that feel? That's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Never. I these things happen without, I mean, you don't do it for the albums of the year, but then kind of it's, uh, that kind of end of year season rolls yeah, around. Yeah. Like, oh, that's really cool. Little bonus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never expected anything like that. So, ah. yeah, that's cool. Well, we've been huge, huge fans of you guys since well since you started putting out music rough trade in particular in the east london store loved your french press ep um so we've all been like massively highly anticipating hope downs which obviously came out in june um we're really really stoked about it obviously hence why it's made our end of year list um was it kind of a long time coming for you guys to release like your full length debut yeah we, we took our time we didn't rush it um we yeah we obviously did two eps before uh, we did the the, um, the LP just I think because we we weren't quite ready to to make a batch of songs that we were all supposed to be on that one album together. We the EPs were more a collection of singles or songs just on their own. The album was just a bit more of a concise piece, mm-hmm. uh, and it just yeah we we waited until we knew we could do it. Yeah. And. What's the kind of reception been like since you released it? Do you think, obviously in Australia, you guys are obviously really well known. I'm sure the reception has been amazing, but obviously you've been touring so much this year, particularly in the UK, US and some Europe dates too. Um, you're on a UK tour now. Has the, re- has the response been just as great? Are people really excited about you? Do you feel like you've had more and more fans come each time you, you gig? Yeah, it seems like it. Like when you put an album out, there seems to be more uh, attention paid. There's more ceremony around putting out an album, even though you know technically nowadays it's it's not it's a much much of a muchness because a way that a lot of people access music is digitally. So yeah. whether there's seven songs or ten songs, you know, like whether it's an EP or an album, it shouldn't make a difference. But 
uh, it does because I guess people still care about the art form of the album and that it's a deliberate statement uh, rather than, you know, a collection of songs. So, yeah, it seems like this year things have stepped up a lot because of, the, you know, the pomp and ceremony of the album. So it's been good. Yeah. We've kind of noticed at Rough Trade, obviously we get music coming through the door like every day. There's been so much Australian bands come over here and I think that's been really exciting. The calibre of it has been amazing. I think you guys have kind of led that because you're our favourites. Um, but do you, is there like a really big kind of surge in like the music scene in Australia at the moment, maybe in the type of music that you guys play, a guitar band's kind of coming back? There's always been good guitar bands in Australia. Um, I don't know. It, it might be different in the UK. It might be different in the US that it might go in waves. But um, as far as I know, um, guitars have always been in in, um, in Melbourne in particular. It's been, always been a good history and it's still happening at the moment. There's heaps of good guitar bands coming through. Um, yeah, we're just one of them. Cool. Um so going back to obviously physical music, you guys have done a exclusive LP for us, especially to kind of coincide with this album of the year um, thing we've got going on. Um, can you kind of chat to me about what it is and why you decided to do it and why it's special? Yeah, we uh, have put a little uh, bootleg four track, um, I guess a, 12 inch, yeah. 12 inch uh, vinyl, yeah, which is um, a recording of our the session we did at KXP <clears throat> in um, Seattle, yeah, the, the famous studios over there. And we did four tracks, uh, four, all of which were from Hope Downs, I believe. Uh, Except for Fountain of Good Fortune. No, and we did, sorry, we did Fountain of Good Fortune, luck, because we hadn't done that a live recording of that yet from the French Press EP. So it was just three songs off the new album and, um, yeah, and that song off the French Press and... I don't know, I guess we were, we love KXP and Seattle's kind of our, our home base in the US. That's mm -hmm. where Sub Pop's based and it feels like a bit of a home over there and the KXP people at Sub Pop are really tight. It's a bit of a nice little, I don't know, indie rock family over there. So we were, yeah, we really had fun with this session and we were happy with the song. So we decided to put them on, put them on vinyl for, yeah, for, um, for Rough Trade. So, and it's just got, you know, just got a pretty simple sleeve sleeve thing for it and there's I think there's only a couple hundred yeah um, it's pretty limited yeah so uh, we're really excited to yeah we'll put that out and it's gonna be only in rough trade yeah. <laughs> great well we're so so excited for it um you, I was speaking to you just before we recorded this and you said you've got a bit of time off over Christmas but I guess next year is it continuation of this record are you doing any more writing dare I ask yeah we are writing yeah we've started essentially trying to make another album. So um, we're getting there. There's still a lot of work to do. Yeah. But um, it's it's in the works. We just want to keep keep it rolling, yeah. Cool. Is there anything, obviously you've probably done so much this year that has been amazing and like lots of kind of first time things. Is there anything next year that you would love to do? Ooh. Put another album out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to do that. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, that's high on the list. Yeah. Make another album. Um, that's a really enjoyable part of being yeah. a musician, I think, is actually doing the creating. Yeah. Um, and then eventually, off the back of that, you can go to, you know, all these exotic places. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah I don't know. I haven't really thought about next year other than writing uh, and recording. Yeah, it'd be good if we could play in Sicily. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Somehow. There's any bookers out there in Sicily. <laughs> talking about, yeah, going to a few a few places like on our wish list and try and tie that in with, with playing a, a show or a festival or something. Yeah, I think maybe next year. Yeah, we're, I guess all of our focus is making some more making some more music and then you can worry about that but yeah. you know try and have a bit of fun with it as well cool well I don't want to wish your 2018 away obviously we've still got a few more months to go and obviously an album year to celebrate um but thank you so so much for chatting to me today and it's super fun and this venue is awesome and thanks for letting me hang out with you before you play your headline gig tonight which good luck I mean I'm gonna come along but um yeah thanks yeah it's gonna be a fun one Cool. Um, just before I go, can I ask you to pick a track from Hope Downs that we can play in the show to give people either a reminder or a first first grasp of what you guys are about? First song on the album. Okay. Yeah. It's cool. It's a reminder. <laughs> cool. Running Blackouts, CF or Coastal Fever? What's the preference? Uh, rolling Blackouts. Okay. Full stop. But, oh, nice. Oh, because that, that, that used to be our name. And then uh, okay. we needed to add to it because there was another band with the same name. Uh, okay. So if yeah. you want to call us Rolling mm-hmm. Blackouts, for short, you can. Otherwise, you can call us whatever. Okay, the nice. full name, whatever. Well, thank you so much. Thank you.
And next up we have Krungbin. Now I think I said that right this time because I think when they were one of our albums of the month back earlier in the year, I was saying it wrong. But um, they actually produced a little video uh, guide to how you should pronounce their name, which I'll you can find online. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, they're brilliant. Yeah, so good. When they played, they did an in-store here earlier this year, and it was a crazy one. It was one of the busiest ones we've ever ever done. Really? They, yeah. I mean, the the second album came out, and um, you know, we thought we could do well with it, but suddenly, as soon as they announced the in-store, it just went crazy. Mm. So many people wanted to come. It was, and it was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Is this record? Because I don't really know the first record that well. Is it? Is this second record quite different from the first one? It is quite different. This one is a bit more psychedelic. I suppose it's got more sort of dub, more psychedelia, and a bit more soul in there. Okay. Really. Um, I mean, they they don't they don't sound like they look really. They come from Texas, yeah. but it's quite sort of calm and very. It's mainly instrumental, and um, it's just such a beautiful album. I think. Mm. And um, I think it's been on repeat in the office for many months. Yeah, it has. And we haven't grown sick of it yet. We have not, and I don't no, think we will for no. a little while. And um, so that's a it's a great album. But they've also, God bless them, um, done a done us a, a, a special a live at Lincoln Hall LP on purple vinyl. Which oh god yeah really Aww. exciting, so Aww. that's I mean that's gonna do, we're gonna do so well with that and uh, yeah no yeah I love them there we go the track I've chosen is um, Como Te Quiero uh, my Spanish isn't very good <laughs> <laughs> I know my French um, <laughs> um, but this is such a great track I mean it's just it, it's it sums up the whole album I think I love this track I love the album yeah I think it's like one that you can. It sound initially when I've heard it, it was like, oh, that's some sweet summer jams. But yeah. actually, it's like all year round. It really get, gets under your skin. Yeah, it really, really does. earworm, I think. <laughs> <call it. laughs> cool. So this is Krungbin.
So now we've got idols in at number three. Well, I think idols have... We've spoken about idols. Yeah. Oodles this year. Yes. But, um, man, great band. Yeah. So um, they're, they're, oh, they're the right band at the right time. Yeah. They, I mean, they're just so great. The album's so great. Um, yeah, what else can you say? I know. I mean, they were album of the month for September. They yeah. did cracking set of in-stores for us. Yeah. Obviously, they were, I think... So we're currently in November, but on the 10th or 11th, I think, of December, it's Rough Trade Bristol's one-year anniversary of being open. And Idols were obviously the very first band yeah. to play in the library. Yeah. So some, some good old history of Rough Trade too, yeah, which is really la- nice. In, yeah, it's great. I mean, I love that when bands sort of carry on selling with us. I mean, their first album, Brutalism, um, it was on our top 20 last year. It wasn't our top 10. And mm. We sold oh, a load of them last year. And then for this album to you know come through and do so well, yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, the track I've chosen, which kind of sums, I mean, uh, yeah, it's an anthem. Everybody knows it now. Danny Nadelko. Oh, it's yeah. It's just like so. It is so great. Here's Danny Nadelko.
So number two, getting near, getting near the, getting near the top now. I can feel the tension building. <laughs> Uh, so we've got Everything Is Recorded, which is the brilliant project by Richard Russell that came out much earlier this year. Was it February? Uh, must be something like that. Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. But incredibly interesting album, incredible calibre of collaborators yeah. within it. Um, did you go to the live, the live uh, show? Yes, I was going to say, I went to the live show at um, Hackney Art Centre, now known as Earth, and it was uh, in the downstairs area, in the round. <clears throat> and it's probably my favourite show this year. It was just fantastic. It reminded me, it was very, I mean, I know it's totally West London. I mean, I know that, that's fine. (laughs) Um, But it just reminded me of seeing, I saw Massive Attack between Blue Lines and Protection uh, in Kilburn, Goldtimore. And it was one of those shows where there's, well, I knew loads of people there for a start, but the music was just, I mean, so many different, you know, different artists, different um, races, different sort of genders, all mixed together. It just kind of summed up London, I thought. Yeah. It was just, I mean, it was just so great. And um, yes, yeah, kind of an event. And the music was great. And I mean, all the people he had, Nubia Garcia playing with him, mm. Sampha, Giggs, oh, you know, just uh, really relevant there. kind of yeah. emerging, yeah. exploding. It was artists. just, it was just so great. There's, um, it's just one of those evenings, it just, oh, you know, it was fantastic. I love the album. Um, and those, they, very, those nice people at XL. Have done. Have given us a, a six-track, twelve-inch EP to sell alongside it as well, which is um, four, four new tracks, I think, mm-hmm. and a couple of remixes and an etched B-side. Um, and that's going to be on a free CD to go with the album if you buy the album as well. Um, oh, they're great, despite what the Guardian might say. Oh, wow. They're a bit sniffy about them. Yeah. The, well, um, actually, Mercury's. we've got an interview with Shame coming up, and they have a few words about the Guardian oh, too. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God, um, the track I've chosen is uh, close but not quite, and it's got Sampha singing on it, and also samples Curtis Mayfield. And I kind of that's what I love about this album. It, it, um, it, you know, joins lots of different eras, lots of different people, lots of different styles. It's what music should be about in mm. you know, 2018, I think. Yeah, and it's such a different one for our top ten. I don't yeah. think we've had an album like this for quite a while. No, we haven't. No, no, I love it. <laughs> breath of her I'm not one to go to church But you made me believe in something more than hurt I feel like I don't have the words I feel like I don't have the words Because I can't speak Am I so naive? I feel like I don't have the words Because I can't speak Of these words I've tried to recite They are close but not quite Of these words I've tried to recite 
guess your eyes said enough. I guess your sigh said enough. Oh, these words, no, they can't express pain. It's like my life had enough. There's no words that I've learned. Oh, and these are just words, and they can't express pain. These are just words. Of these words I've tried to recite, they are close but not quite, almost impossible to do, reciting the makings of you. So that was Everything is Recorded, which leaves us with only one, our number one yes. for 2018. Yeah. I think it must be obvious by now. <laughs> Who's going to say it? You are. Okay. It is Shame and Songs of Praise, which is, of course, our album of the month way back in January. Yeah. They've continued to delight and wow us throughout yeah. the year, um, amongst other things, which is why they're our number one. I mean, I sat and had a lengthy chat with them, which you're about to hear, and, you know, they're so young, they're so excitable. <laughs> I think they're kind of, like, still catching up with themselves as to how much influence and kind of how much they've exploded this year really yeah. and all the things they've done um it's just a great record yeah it is i mean i just love i mean the songs are great i mean that's the thing those songs come through yeah um i mean it's a it was a hard choice this year for the for you know number one there was so many i mean i think any of the top 10 could have been number one i think they're yeah, all so good I agree. really um shame i don't know why really i mean i just I just great songs and like you say that enthusiasm that passion that kind of Oh, yeah, they're just so good. Yeah. And also that what you were saying at the beginning of the show about looking ahead. So it's not just about the present, also looking at the future yeah. and, and where they might yeah. go. And I think, you know, it's just the beginning, really. Yeah, but, well, but also looking backwards as well, you know, taking in influences from, from the past, but also it's kind of updating them. Yeah. Oh, they're just so good. Yeah. They've also really kindly done us a new EP for cover songs. They have. Which are just fantastic. Yeah. Um television personalities yeah you know. bit of auto-tune in there <laughs> on the yes. um, christmas track <laughs> yeah the christmas track is my favorite track i mean i think that's just so funny yeah it's hilarious it's, i think uh, they had so. such a good time recording it as well yeah and it shows as well yeah that kind of, you know so that's great so there's a 12 inch that you can buy but there's, that's also on a cd single if you buy the album and they've also done a, a new color on the album for us as well very nice too. Which is uh, really good of them. And I think you were talking to them as well. Yes, I was. Which is what we're going to wrap uh, the show up with this year. But shame's number one. That's 2018. Thank you very, very much for listening. Nige, any parting words? No, I mean, I think it's been a great year, but I think every year is a great year. It is. It is. <laughs> and there'll be many, many more to come. And obviously it's an incredibly tough, it must be such a tough task to like pick. Yes, and but it's, you know, as we said, our top one hundred, they're all brilliant. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And everyone that's worked with us. So Yeah, no, exactly. So thanks to everybody and uh here's to next year. We're already planning next year. We've got some great ones lined up for next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, do tell, no doubt. And god, we still got December to go as well, haven't we? I know. So yeah, it's great ones of December as well. So yeah, no, it's all uh yeah, all good. Cool. Well, 
That's it then. Okay. And this is me and Shane. Bye. Bye. Rough Trade Radio. Hello, I'm here with Eddie, Charlie, Josh and Sean. And we also have another Charlie in the band, but he's sadly not he's here absent. today. Yeah, he's not here. But collectively, they make Shame, a.k.a. the band behind Songs of Praise, a.k.a. our album of the year for 2018. Hi, guys. Good day. How are you doing? Good. How are you feeling about winning Rough Trade? Oh, Whoa, that's a that's, well, that's, that's a statement yeah, I'm going with here. Winning rough there. trade, not any richer. <laughs> Just thought, you know what? We got them. We done it. Yeah. <laughs> we done got them. Yeah, got them. <laughs> um, well, thanks so much for making such a brilliant record. Um, obviously, we're all big fans here. Um, I guess it's been quite a year for you guys. Well, it has yeah. since we last been here. It feels like years. It feels like ages. Since January. Jesus. So we played here. Is it night? The, the night before the album. Came night before out. the album came out. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, that was no. the last time I came. Since then, since then we've been to Australia, time. America, All Europe, America back again. to America, America again, and America and again. America. <laughs> yeah. So it's been it's pretty pretty much been non-stop since yeah. we yeah. So we haven't really had time to. I think think about it that much this? really. Yeah. It's kind of. I actually remember <laughs> that. Think about how amazing our album is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's only, haven't had the time. I haven't had the time, man. <laughs> I actually remember that gig that you played here because one of the guys that works at Rough Trade, Joff, did a video of the gig side of stage and like one of you was like rolling around the floor. Oh, I remember that video. That was Josh. That's when you the video cuts out just as you slam yeah, just as you slam into the floor. But it's had it's literally been the most watched video on our Instagram this year. So there's another award for you. Well done. So that's why you're winning. Winning rough trade. Your idiocy never fails just How's your foot by the way? Josh is nursing another injury. Yeah, he's yeah. always hurting himself. Are yeah. you? I've done pretty well so far. I, I didn't. I, I mean, forgot about that yesterday. You've broken, broken your leg. Yeah, you've cracked my I? head open. I'd say you're, that's yeah. not that good. How to long have you been in a band? Four years? <laughs> yeah. That's not that many. <laughs> Two injuries a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's been your standout performance from this year? Because you've obviously toured, toured, been, toured, been, all, been, all, been all over the world, as he said. I'd say Root to Rock in France. Yeah, was, was probably one good. of yeah. the, that was insane. It was, it was probably one of the best festivals I it think was, we did. It was really nice doing a KEXP session. That's yeah, like yeah, really, that's that pretty, yeah, that's really cool. To do for a while. We've wanted to do. It's for been a, a good few milestones this yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I think that route to rock one was like that. Uh, that whole week of shows on that festival yeah. one was. I think particularly Root to Rock was just so nuts because um we were uh, we were like 15 minutes away from going on stage and our our guitar tech like messaged our group chat saying like guys you want to like come and have a look at this. And we all went to the side of the stage, and there was just like ten thousand people there. So that was pretty wild. Big we got we got the sunset show. slot as well. You know, just, got the, just yeah. the sun was <laughs> nice. going down. Yeah, it was That's, very romantic. Oh, very very yeah. nice. It's a shame we didn't have some better songs to play at the sunset. Do you think the KEXP moment, or maybe the one you just described, has there been any moment where you've been like, "Oh my God, we're actually like recording artists. People know us. We've arrived." I felt like at the Echo in LA. I felt like that was like that was like our first headline show in the US after um, releasing the album. Yeah, and it was like, oh, there's like people here. And people want to hear the songs. Yeah. that was nice. <laughs> they want the hits. Yeah, I think it's just. It's I don't think we there hasn't really been that much of a moment. I think just because we've been on tour mm. so much that I don't think you have. Like you don't I mean, really think. There's, about a, there's yeah. definite distance from it. Like it's quite hard to process. Like it's very, as and when things are happening. It's like very gradual, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is yeah. quite gradual, but at the same time, I feel like if we were in London a bit more, we'd probably notice it a bit more. Yeah. yeah. Whereas being away, 
like crazy like we were away as our last UK tour sold out like essentially in like less than a week that entire tour just sold out and we didn't think about it in that kind of way I don't know because we were away we were doing other shit and it was like I feel like Camden's the only place I get recognised Shoreditch is like I don't know there's there's some there's a select few pubs in South like yeah. Camberwell area. Oh, we were at the Duke Anywhere where the there night, we, got, we got recognised there. Basically. Someone bought okay. a drink. Or <laughs> if you're up north and there's kind of fat, fat old men around, it's usually. Yeah, a, a, don't hate on dads. the dads, man. Six dads. Six dads. I love. Yeah. I love the six dads. They're lovely it's, people. Just getting six cash dads, out. Six, like. six dads pay our fucking. I was wages, just getting so. cash out. Cash. <laughs> they buy a lot of merch. <laughs> getting cash out last cash night. Cow. Got ambushed. It was like shame. He was like getting out money next to me. It's <laughs> like, please give me some money. <laughs> Want to share that, Daddy? <laughs> um, so I've got a bit of a, not an odd question, but maybe sort of a, a difficult one. But what would you say it is about you guys that people find so exciting or oh, find different? Throwing curveballs. Aside, aside say, from the good looks, obviously. Charm. My oh, charm. Rosy cheeks. Josh's rosy Honesty. cheeks. Honesty. Um, Valor. My sword. <laughs> Josh's sword. Um, but I've got this quote from Charlie, who is not here. So maybe you guys can comment on this. Here Whether it's representative yeah. of you all or not yeah. is another question. Um, but he said, the idea of a rock star is offensive. Is that something that you kind of all preach? Yeah, well, I'd I say think so. If it... he was here, he'd probably explain it very badly. Yeah. But I think what he means, I think more is that kind of like being old a rock school star. attitude of kind of like being synonymous with being a rock star and being a shit person. Yeah, yeah, kind, yeah, of, kind like, of being like, kind of like, a, was, like a misogynist and just a horrible... Just a bit pathetic at this point. Because yeah. I feel like we're, we act like rock stars in the sense that we now have no money and get drunk a lot of the time. So you just that, think that's about as rock and roll as we get as yeah. individuals. So it's just but. like a very like real approach. You're yeah. not trying to be something that you're not, which a lot of rock stars possibly <laughs> do. That's about uh, yeah. I think it. I think a lot of people kind of took that. People got quite triggered by that, especially as it was in the Guardian and the yeah, Guardian right. readers famously the comments on that. Uh, yeah, and but, it was all just like middle-aged yeah. men. Presumably, middle-aged white men just complaining about the fact that uh, we weren't. But being people, like, I understand people are very like obsessed with kind of like, like the myth of it all culture. and like the legend and the culture of it. But I think in actuality, when you read books about it, it's actually very seedy. If you think of like Bowie and everyone yeah. like that went out with like, like a fourteen. Bowie was girl. a fucking wrong one, mate. Like he did some horrible things. It's like, but it was just at that time it was so accepted because they were considered like, yeah. these. But I think now, exactly. like in this day and age, when like so much has changed since then, and with social media, I don't yeah. think you can like. You're just trying to be more transparent, I guess. Yeah, well, you can't. Yeah. There's no. I mean, there not needs there's to be ever been an excuse to act like that, but especially now, it's like, you yeah. know, people like Alex Turner try and show off that it. whole kind of. I welcome of, it. It's and nice. it, but it is funny pissing off old white <laughs> men who the, think, yeah. think that we're kind of like bastardizing the idea of being rock stars it's hilarious because like that you know we get these youtube comments or like guardian article comments where it's just like oh yeah like, i was in a band in the 80s and i met the lars and i went up to their hotel room and they had five girls up there and there was mountains of cocaine it's just like that's nice it's really well done <laughs> i i love the like youtube comments on oh, like, so Martin. great i love them <laughs> it's so funny. there's one bloke who hates you it's, it's, it's like it's like there's no place for shorts in rock and roll. 
it's much yeah. like Oh, blimey. I thought they disabled the comments on those videos now. Uh, no. no. We, I think they do if it gets particularly bad. Right, okay. I think we're not far off that. The bass player needs some sun. You see, see our comments, mostly they're kind of quite tame as well. I think we're relatively inoffensive. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I guess really though, you're doing it for the people that want to hear it and your fans. Yeah. If anyone doesn't like it, then they can jog on. And if anyone else likes it, I guess that's quite nice. Yeah. Well, we definitely like it. Speaking of which, leads me nicely onto the exclusive that you've very kindly given to us mm. which is I think it's is it a four track covers it is indeed vinyl yeah. four of our favourite songs four of your favourite songs yeah can I, you... didn't, I didn't pick a single one of those <laughs> so one's a good reason we keep it the one's song? a Christmas track yeah right. one is a Christmas one is a Christmas track, track. should we keep a it a surprise how, Spanish, how much are we like I think this divulge? comes out oh all of it this time. this is coming out after we've revealed everything yeah. okay yeah yeah, yeah. Felice so we so that's that's Gonna be a Christmas number one. I think there's no doubt in any yeah. of our minds. So that's that's. By the time you're hearing this, we've probably broken broken single records for the most. My dream for it is to get a Christmas number one in somewhere like, say, Honduras, El nice Salvador, thing. maybe somewhere somewhere a bit rogue. Yeah, I mean that's Chad. You know, Chad. Chad. A random, <laughs> random Christmas. That's, that's number what I'm hoping for. That's that's really what I want. I know. What a great. Yeah. I always that's thought Chad. that. I saw him. I met someone from Chad. Chad for the first time ever the other day. Really? Right, this is a serious tangent. Nice I think we should. Nice uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Actually, exclusive. Let's not start talking about Chad. Um, <laughs> Keep the Chad talk. For it makes me think of Chad Valley, which I think is like some sort of dairy brand. Yeah. Chad Valley. Chad Valley is a toy brand. It's a toy brand. That's it. I think it was like a yogurt. Baby's toys. I'd eat a cheddar from Chad Valley. I know you would, John. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so four tracks, four covers. Um, I think it's gonna be. An, I think it's a color, colored record. Yeah, and we've, we've experimented with auto tune for the first time. You well. have. <laughs> I yeah. made my I made my studio vocal debut. I've I've, I've, ne- oh, yeah. I've, I've never very never, impressive actually. Never sung for shame in the I've studio. Never, I've before. never seen uh, looks saw Steen look so happy in my life. That's when it's when we also tuned his voice. Oh yeah, yeah that yeah. was great. So oh my god, maybe I don't. You mean, I don't, I, don't you mean I don't have to sing in tune? We were like, you can literally sing out of tune and it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Not that he doesn't do that anyway. But um, oh my god, these are so many reasons. For but it was it, honestly, it was actually it. like so the much fun to do. It was a really yeah. fun experience. It was One nice of my favorite recording experiences ever. Actually. Moving away from you know what we usually do and getting to kind of do something different. Yeah, like, go outside the box. Play with some new sounds. Yeah, and stuff. it's it quite really country. Nice. Just, just, yeah, you know it's. It yeah. was really fun. We just got to like, it wasn't very regimented at all. We just like Free two board. of the songs we hadn't even played before. We just went in and like layered loads of shit over it. Yeah, and it just yeah yeah it turned out pretty nice. Awesome. Yeah. You've literally just given me like a whole spiel of excellent quotes. I can like pluck out yeah. this interview to like <laughs> tell everyone about. I also sing EP. in Spanish on it, so that's yeah. <laughs> Selling points all over the shop, yeah. but not that we're here to sell it. We're just here to tell everyone about it, tell everyone how great it is. Make loads of money, and we want to wish it. you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so, so much for coming in and chatting. Thanks for um, yeah, Obviously, yeah, thank massive you. congratulations again. Uh, we're so excited to have you guys as our album of the year. Do we go up on the big wall outside? I think you're going to be, yeah, on the front, and like you're going to have a big... We're currently sat in Rough Trade East for anyone who's not aware. Can you do the head one? Can we have a Josh cutout? (laughs) Josh Cheese. 
I think we're building a church in the cafe. Oh, we've heard about that. So Josh will deliver the sermons, right? I heard about. Yeah, we're going to have a and a conversion box, potential pig petting zoo. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. It's all going down. Maybe not. Those little bastards are volatile, though, man. Oh, they're lovely. They're so no, they wriggle. We're not doing pig. I mean, one of them shame. Yes, but if you pick up a pig and hold it, it's not going to. But they're very cute. Yeah, they're cute. They're intelligent from a distance as well. So that we have tomorrow morning's bacon sony, mate. <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna lie, on. that really did. There are vegans listening. Yeah. When you short, short eats, eats meat. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Sean. It's cool. Sorry. To but um, we're gonna see you guys in our shops. I think you're playing Rough Trade, East Bristol, and Nottingham. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. So many gigs. <laughs> so many gigs. gigs. Thank you for adding so many three gigs. more into the calendar. So little money. No yeah. worries. Um, so the Rough Trade tour once again, which yeah. you did in the beginning of the year. I don't think nice we've been to, to Rough Trade Nottingham. We've never been to Rough Trade Nottingham. Have you not? Did you not play there in January? My bad. We, no. we kind of refused. Asked, asked we told them to We'd done so much touring at that point, and they like they tried to make us do like an extra two weeks of touring in stores, and we were like, just please. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we did like we Rough Trade. We would do London and Bristol, and that is all. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Well, it's a great store, so I'm sure we'll have a, yeah. a good time there, and they'll be happy to have you. Yeah, looking forward um, to that. They'll be smoking. But cool. Thanks <laughs> so much. Hot. Yeah.
Rough Trade Radio. Reviews and subscriptions help to support what we do. So if you like what you hear, then please rate us on iTunes.